2: Everyone and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This is our seasonal management waiver wire show here on uh, the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, where we go through the waiver wire for the week. We go through the top streaming options at quarterback, kicker, tight end, and defense for the week. This has been uh, well. It's been a very useful show for me, really, because this is uh, you know just a great uh, like we have a, a great ability to. To sit down and sort through things that really impact uh, you know a lot of my fantasy football teams hopefully a lot of your fantasy football teams and this is a useful way for us uh, you know this is just a, a useful way for us to get ready to manage our teams for the week and for the rest of the season. Now, before we get into it, I do need to tell you guys about the free trial that we have going for dailyrodo.com. Do you want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Then let DailyRoto.com stuff your pockets with cash this Thanksgiving. Get your free trial with promo code Stuffing to unlock a free seven day elite membership. Leverage Daily Roto's optimizer and industry leading fantasy projections and learn for the game's best DFS players. Don't be a loser, guys. Don't don't be a don't be a Thanksgiving turkey. Let Drew Dinkmeyer, Michael, Leone and the crew help you win on Thanksgiving and during the week, please come and get your free trial. That is on dailyrodo.com. promo code STUFFING, S-T-U-F-F-I-N-G, for a free trial. This is for new customers only, and the offer expires at the end of November. Now let's get into the Fantasy Football Waiver Wire, highlighted this week by, I think, Jonathan Williams and Rashad Penny. So, Jonathan Williams, it feels crazy because it happened last Thursday. It's like we, we barely remember this game, but Williams played 67% of the Colts' offensive snaps, topped 100 rushing yards, targeted 3 times in the passing game and scored a touchdown. Actually, I believe from 18 yards out as well. So, you know, it was not just a it was not just a little 1-yard dash that uh, you know Alexander Armagh could have scored. It was a real rushing touchdown. I was pretty impressed by the way that the team used Williams. I thought that he played pretty well, and uh, you know I see no reason why he is going to go to the bench for Jordan Wilkins anytime soon. And the Colts actually—they uh, have a pretty competitive schedule down the stretch. So, so if you know, Williams is doing well, it's not going to be a situation where, you know, we're going to see him rested. I I think where you could be concerned is, as the Colts play in these more competitive games, it's more likely that the team is going to be using Naheem Hines, who is a very good pass catcher, as opposed to using Williams, who, I mean, like, sure, he's fine at catching passes, but last year, when Marlon Mack was injured, Naheem Hines averaged uh, over six targets a game, that, uh, that's a pretty big role. And of course, uh, the Colts also lost Eric Ebron this week, which is going to make, uh, there's just more room, uh, for targets in this offense. I, something I could see the Colts doing, and it's, it's hard to add this in the middle of the season, of course, but you know, they could use more 21 personnel. So that means two running backs and one tight end, especially because the team does not have a ton of wide receivers that they, you know, you don't need to jam targets into Zach Pascal and Chester Rogers, so it's T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, Naheem Hines, and, and, and I see no reason why Williams is not worth, if he's still out there in your league, I see no reason why he would not be worth you know whatever fab you have left, assuming... Like, if you have fab left right now and you're saving it, there's there's nothing else to be saving it for. You know, it's it's time to be bidding on these guys. The other difference maker this week is Rashad Penny. Had a breakout game with a 58-yard touchdown run uh, against the Eagles last week. Chris Carson has now fumbled seven times this year, and Pete Carroll talked about Carson's fumbles, saying, Chris is a guy who's a big part of our team and we will do everything we can for him. Competition is a beautiful thing, and there's no reason to not get paid Penny in there next week. Uh, so to me, he's basically saying this is a timeshare now. And Pete Carroll is sort of famous for his coach speak, saying this, that, and the other. Like literally, he will say anything for he, he will just say anything in order to, uh, you know, make his players feel better, and he'll say anything to the media. That that really has been Pete Carroll's thing. But Penny is uh you know he he has earned some touches in this offense and given how run heavy we know the Seahawks want to be I cannot imagine not wanting to add Rashad Penny this week. I you know I, I do think that he is probably the t- I would actually add him this week assuming that I had a playoff team. I would add him over Jonathan Williams. He would be he would be my my number one add this week at the uh, at the running back position or any position. So now moving on to some more of the, like, borderline guys, we have to talk about Ryan Tannehill, who, since he took over the starting job for the Titans, uh, no other quarterbacks have scored more fantasy points than him other than Lamar Jackson. There definitely is an element of, like, What's what's going on? Like, like, how is Ryan Tannehill able to do this, considering how bad he was in the past in Miami? uh, He's running in these games, though, at least 37 rushing yards in each of his last three starts also has three rushing touchdowns and a two point rushing conversion uh, over that time frame as well. The Titans play the Colts and the Raiders the next two weeks. So, those are two, you know, pretty good defenses for them to be matching up against. So, if you would start Ryan Tannehill, you know, if you have Carson Wentz, if you have Tom Brady, if you have uh, Phillip Rivers, right, Uh, any of those guys, I would be playing Tannehill over them for sure. Moving on, uh, Benny Snell, clear workhorse running back for the Steelers without James Conner, who is looking iffy, I think, for the Week 13 game. Pretty good chance that Benny Snell just starts and gets, uh, you know, 50% of the snaps again for the Steelers. He played 49% of their snaps against the Bengals recorded 21 carries very similar to Bo Scarborough the next player that we are going to talk about he is he's really going to be as a starter about 15 carries and probably one target a game and if he scores a touchdown in these games you are going to love having him on your team if he doesn't score a touchdown it's more likely that he's going to be in between like 8 and 11 points but I would definitely be bidding on Snell especially if I was a James Conner owner in the playoffs because Snell is just playing in his role Jalen Samuel snaps and touches have really been scaled back since that game where he had 13 targets really he's just had the two big games this year the wildcat game on monday night and that 13 target game and other than that he's really been pretty replacement level our next guy is Bo Scarborough. Matt Patricia has said some very nice things about him, basically just calling him tough, saying that he really wants to learn, that he is, you know, doing all of his assignments, figuring out pass blocking. Uh, his usage in the passing game is not good. And Ty Johnson played uh, you know, more than 40 of the offensive snaps for them last week. But Scarborough is you know, he is just 100% the lead running back. Not not the lead, like, pass catcher or workhorse or anything, but he is the lead running back for the Detroit Lions, and especially this upcoming week against Chicago, where Pat, even Jeff Driscoll might not be able to play. I think there is a decent chance that Bo is, again, you know, just in that running back two range. Of course, Patrick Laird, uh, the, the, the Dolphins know that their running game is not any good. Uh, no team has average fewer rushing yards per game since the 1946 Detroit Lions. Uh, the coach Brian Flores has said, you know, we can't get anything going. We have to do a better job. Ryan Fitzpatrick has said that it's frustrating. I've, the team knows that they can't run the ball, and I think that turning to Patrick Laird sooner rather than later, or, or just at all, because Balazs has already been benched twice for Kenyon Drake and for Mark Walton after the team thought that he was going to start in the preseason. You know, that just that just did not end up happening. Uh, I, I think that Laird, he played one less snap than Kalen Balaj did on Sunday, and he is ahead of Miles Gaskin in terms of snaps and touches, so... Layered again, a pretty decent ad. Anthony Miller has played over 80% of the snaps for the Bears the last two weeks and has 20 tight, uh, 20 targets over the last two weeks. And the reason why he's been playing more and why he's been targeted more is he has replaced the tight end role in the Matt Nagy offense. So that Trey Burton, Travis Kelsey, Route Tree—that is what Anthony Miller is running right now with Burton on IR, Adam Shaheen out of favor, Ben Brockenauer dealing with a concussion, and J.P. Holes and Jesper Horstead, the only other available tight ends on the roster the Bears have just been playing more 10 personnel Taylor Gabriel is also dealing with his second concussion of the year so I think Anthony Miller just stay a full-time player for the rest of the season very likely to be ranked as a top 30 wide receiver option this week against Detroit definitely like him Other low end wide receivers to target Russell Gage. Julio Jones is now banged up and uh, might not even play on Thanksgiving against the New Orleans Saints. Russell Gage had 10 targets last week, eight catches for 76 yards. He's not really a prospect. You know, he's a small guy. Uh, He's about 5'10", 185 pounds, ran a 4.56 40-yard dash, but the opportunity is there for him. The team is not running the ball at all because Brian Hill has been so bad at it and the team has been trailing pretty consistently. So what are you going to do? Well, you're going to target whoever's out there. No Austin Hooper, no Devonta Freeman, maybe no Julio Jones on Thanksgiving. Russell Gage, step on up. Your, Your time is now. Another Atlanta Falcons player is worth talking about, though I personally am probably not going to add him very much. Quadre Olson is just a, a very stereotypical, like, productive in college but plotting running back actually kind of similar to Benny Snell now that I think about it and I you know I he's only been targeted twice over the last two games his touches have gone up each of the last two weeks 12 carries in total 4 then 8 he has also gotten the goal line work and has played over Kenyon Barner and similar to the Kalen Balage, Patrick Laird situation Brian Hill has just played so poorly it would not surprise me if he was benched in favor of another player just to see if the team could get something going quick Mentioned for David and Joku was not active this last Sunday, but is could well could possibly be active against the Steelers, could possibly be active moving forward, and uh the team one, they need a third outlet for passing. You know, I don't think all of these Kareem Hunt passing, I, I don't think all of these Kareem Hunt targets are stable week over week. And there are so few difference-making tight ends out there. Really, it's Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and maybe maybe Mark Andrews. You know, maybe we will give Mark Andrews credit, though he is very up and down depending on the week. And Njoku has the ability to join them as one of those difference-making tight ends because there is a a big hole in the roster for cleveland you know they need another guy to take some pressure off of odell and jarvis landry Finally, our deep league targets. Uh, again, I've, I've mentioned Bilal Powell pretty much every week, but he is the clear handcuff to Le'Veon Bell. I continue to think that there is a chance that Le'Veon Bell just kind of shuts down, uh, especially once it becomes clear that the Jets are... Well, I, I mean, I guess they're not dead, but they're they're dead uh, in terms of playoff contention. So I, I think Powell is the right handcuff to own. This is, of course, the, the right time to be adding handcuffs in all formats. Uh, James Washington... I I'm not going to be adding him in any leagues, especially with Devlin Hodges now likely to start over the next two weeks. I think that he is, I think actually think Hodges might be better for the Steelers winning, but I don't think he is as good of a thrower of the football as Mason Rudolph. We might not see Juju Smith-Schuster next week. So James Washington, pretty much the only game in town for the Steelers offense. You know, Vance McDonald did nothing. Dante Johnson did not do much of anything. So Washington could theoretically earn, you know, six to eight targets a week over the next couple of weeks. Finally, uh, our boy Jacoby Myers uh, with Mohamed Sanu and Philip set out. It was Myers who took over as a reliable option for Tom Brady over. In Keel Harry and Harry scored the touchdown and is a better prospect moving forward in Dynasty. But it was it's Myers who I would rather have for the rest of this season, and I think that he has a a more valuable role in this offense because he's more likely to earn consistent targets as opposed to in Keel Harry. So that was our roundup. That was our look at um, you know the the waiver wire for week thirteen. Now let's go ahead and move on to our streaming situation, and uh, this is. Very easy. Uh, there are two quarterbacks that we are going to be picking up. They are Sam Darnold, who is owned in forty percent of Yahoo leagues, and Ryan Tannehill, who is owned in twenty twenty-six percent of Yahoo leagues. Sam Darnold has now thrown or, or scored multiple touchdowns in three games in a row. Added a rushing touchdown last week, something that uh, you know we we assumed was in his game, but we did not actually know. And then Ryan Tannehill, who uh, you know as we have mentioned, has just been fantastic for fantasy football. He's added rushing. He's been throwing the ball deep. He is likely getting Delaney Walker back in the lineup for the Titans this week against Indianapolis. This game is in a dome. All of these things combined all add up to make Ryan Tannehill one of the, uh, you know, really just, like, straight up, he might be ranked as a top 10 quarterback in week 13. So, Ryan Tannehill, there you go. And and if you are desperate, we have Nick Foles, who's playing at home to Tampa Bay. Weather might not be great for that game, but Tampa Bay has been, you know, one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. See no reason why that would, uh, would not continue. So... Very easy for us here. We are not having to sweat the uh, quarterback position very much. We have uh, Sam Darnold, we have Ryan Tannehill, and we have Nick Foles. Moving to the tight end position, uh, a few more decisions for us to make here. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is at 47%. He has scored five touchdowns on the year. Now, he has not been targeted very heavily, but we actually, I I would kind of expect this Monday night game between the Vikings and the Seahawks to trend towards higher scoring. Uh, Both Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson are having some of the best seasons of their career. I think that uh, both of them are very viable streamers. I would expect Rudolph to be a popular streaming pickup this week. Ryan Griffin has scored two weeks in a row now, playing basically 100% of the snaps for the aforementioned New York Jets offense, Um, and he has a, a real role. Role in the red zone for this team I, he really is kind of the first read on a, on a lot of those plays Noah Fant mentioned him last week he was disappointing he's played a ton of snaps so I you know we're not particularly mad about that well the thing with Font is his quarterback is so bad so Brandon Allen is you know he's just not very good and you know that's like what we're looking for at the tight end position really is targets so if you're if you're getting those targets from him then yeah uh you know I think he is a pretty strong streamer Jack Doyle is likely going to be the guy that I am trying to pick up in leagues where I need tight ends uh he is going to be seeing an uptick in snaps with Eric Ebron placed on the injured reserve I mean if we remember from last year when Eric Ebron did not play Doyle's targets trended way up if we remember also uh from 2017 without Eric Ebron Jack Doyle was the second leading receiver for the Indianapolis Colts so I think this guy is owned in 53 percent of leagues but there are some of you out there who are going to have access to Dallas Goddard so I'm mentioning him but Dallas Goddard had nine targets last week up to 46 targets and four touchdowns on the year I think he is Easily the number one tight end add this week for me. No one else is really close with all of these injuries that uh, the Eagles are suffering amongst their wide receivers. I think that he is definitely a guy that you want on your roster. Uh, A small mention for Mike Gasicki, who is going to see another uptick in targets and snaps. Uh, Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson seem to both be done for the year for Miami. So actually very similar to Dallas Goddard, we think Gasicki will probably just basically be playing wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins and I you know I could see him getting 5 to 7 targets this week against Philadelphia so interested in adding him moving on to our kicker streamers uh, another interesting week at kicker. You know, we don't have some of the slam dunk options that we have had in the past. The first guy I'm going to mention, you guys already know, Zane Gonzalez playing at home to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, He's playing indoors. He's playing against a a pretty bad defense, and Zane Gonzalez is a top 10 fantasy kicker this year, available in many leagues because he is coming off of his buy. The other kicker worth mentioning is, of course, uh, our our guy Jake Elliott, 22% owned playing against the Miami Dolphins. Now, again, this game is outside, so we don't we don't like playing these guys outside quite as much as we do indoors. You know, really in general, we are trying to find indoor kickers. I would also give a mention for that reason for Nick Folk, who is the kicker for the New England Patriots. And uh, if you're if you're really desperate and you're going for a team that. Uh, is known for their prowess at kicking field goals, but uh, just a completely miserable matchup. You know, we don't like to take underdog kickers, but Chase McLaughlin, he is 8% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, he is a, a decently strong ad as well. But this week, you do really want Zane Gonzalez. You do really want Jake Elliott, and you do really want Nick Folk for the New England Patriots. And I guess, I mean, it's hard to know if these guys are ever out there, but Kyme Fairbairn, or, or, or even better, if someone dropped Harrison Butker in your league because of their bye week, he is. Is the number one ad uh, without a doubt? You know, we you you want to get the Kansas City Chiefs kicker on your roster. So if you're listening to this right now, go through your leagues and just go see if he was dropped. Because if he was dropped, he is a a super strong option this uh, this week. Now moving to the streaming defenses, this is a, a pretty good week for streaming defenses. Philadelphia is 42% owned. They play at the Miami Dolphins. They are clearly the number one defensive special teams uh, ad this week. So to you, you can't really go wrong there. The Detroit Lions get the Chicago Bears at home on Thanksgiving. They are pretty strong. The Carolina Panthers get the Washington professional football team at home. They are the number two streaming defense of the week. So there are, there are a ton of different options to go with here. The New York Jets get the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, there now that game is not at home, but the Bengals. Uh, you know it's not as good with Andy Dalton coming back, but that's definitely a situation that you want. That you 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 would not be disappointed to find yourself in that situation if your league is crazy deep and you have no other options. There's there's hardly anyone else out there. The Kansas City Chiefs are at home to the Oakland Raiders. They are 21% owned in Yahoo leagues. They are a decent add as well. So that is going to do it for us here at the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. Please make sure to check out DailyRoto.com for free this week using promo code stuffing, and we will be back tomorrow.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So, listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast.